Hello, Nicola Murphy. We're back from our impromptu uh, midterm break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because it was midterm in the UK yeah. last week. I'd say some people were like, what? Is that not next week? To, and checking their To jeans. be honest, uh, I think I was just, I was still doing loads of washing from our trip down to England <laughs> that was mud bath come the Tuesday. And I was like, I literally don't have time to do the podcast this week. So yeah, sorry listeners, but we're back. We're back. So maybe you're on midterm Yay. this week. Maybe you've taken time off to be with the kids. Maybe you've taken time off just cause and now you've got a podcast to listen to. So it actually works out. <laughs> How are you? I'm grand now. Very good. Yes, it's been a storm excitement in Ireland the last oh week. God. We've had like three. <laughs> so we yeah, are over there here. too. Mm. Yeah, it was mad. So that was obviously uh, the madness of the last week. And, Yours was uh, way worse than ours, though. Your, uh, was it Eunice? Yeah, it was. You know, uh, the videos from London were mad. Altogether, people being blown over. Yeah, yeah, that it wasn't that day wasn't bad up here at all. So it was actually quite entertaining to watch yeah, all the, car- the carry on on uh, social media. And um, I have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed Big Jet TV. I'm not sure yes. if any of the listeners tuned in. Oh my god, it was this guy, and it actually it's on all the time. Yeah, it's a guy presenting, kind of commentating on planes landing in Heathrow, and I mean the fact that the winds and the crosswinds were so bad and these massive planes were coming in like it was edge of your seat stuff you just thought they're going to smash into the ground or they're going to topple over or it's like they're coming down they're coming down oh no no they're not they're going back up they're going back up they're kind of teetering to the left teetering to the right and I was like are they going to do it are they not going to do it oh stop probably not not for the faint hearted or those who don't like flying but uh, it was very entertaining and yeah all the carry on then down in London so we were we were sitting in safely in just probably a cloudy rainy sky Scotland at the time. So yeah, it wasn't bad. There was the first storm here, a good, uh, Dudley, was it? A good few t- trees came down and stuff like that. That was the worst yeah. one for us. But mm-hmm. um, after that, but I saw somewhere on Twitter, the crack as well. People get so um, motivated by it. Somebody wrote, the Cunis before Eunice. I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was very clever. It was funny though, because Thursday morning was really like sunny and calm and all that. And like mm-hmm. you knew it was coming that night. But we were in Dublin. It was actually grand up there as well. But um, it was just terrible the weather, pissing rain and snowing one minute and lashing the next and cold. But uh, I yeah, was actually was in work funny. that day and um, I went to meet a couple of friends afterwards and I walked through this big new shopping centre. St. James's Quarter in Edinburgh it's really cool and I went to meet them in the, the one of the bars upstairs there and it was dead really? like there was not a Nobody person in the shops Every day, I was like great shot so if you're ever planning a big <laughs> shopping expedition go out when the major storms are on especially if it's an uncovered place obviously yeah, um, yeah. and the shops will be emptied but uh, no no, don't listen to me don't go out when it's stormy no unnecessary journeys as Theresa Menion would say Um but yeah, so storms, that's been a kind of it, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We were in Dublin. We went to see Lamez again. Well, you had a much like more exciting time, time. Than, yes, than I. It was very good. Cool. Very good. Really enjoyed it. And the board gosh energy. It was lovely. And uh, also we were oh. bloody half caught. Desperate was at halftime. No, no, no. Um, but we were catching up with people we hadn't seen in ages and stuff. So it was really nice because obviously loads of my gang live in Dublin and we wouldn't see each other that often. So mm. it was lovely to meet everybody and then. Friday we did a bit of touristy stuff. We went to see the Buckells, which I'd never seen ever. No, neither have I. Yeah. Oh, it's so embarrassing. It's I lovely. have tried to, but um, anytime I tried to go, it was always booked up. 
Pardon yeah. the pun. Yeah. And I know mm. it sounds terrible, but it was like the perfect length of time. It's literally half an hour. You're in, out, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Because I was mm. like not in the mood. Is it a tour? Like a do you have to do a little tour no, type no, thing? No, you, no. You just bring your headphones with you and it's audio tour. Like if you want to, but 30 minutes and then you have the Trinity like library as well, which is unreal amazing mm, I could have stayed there for ages not that you can see the mm. books like close up or anything but it's just so cool that building but um, yeah. yeah so that was nice and we ate and drank and were merry and yeah so it was lovely to have a little break away so that was good Sounds and heavenly. yeah how was your Scotland trip wasn't it? Did I oh Scotland yeah we were or? supposed to be going to the west of Scotland but we got a phone call from the place the day before it was one of these kind of centre park budget type versions and um Got a call the day before to say, you do know there's nothing open. And we were like, what? Uh, so we oh kind of got, but it was actually, it was quite funny because in the end, we got a different place down again in Northumberland where we were last year, yeah. but like in inland, in a kind of a wooded sort of area. And um, because it was last minute, we got three nights for £150. Oh my <laughs> gosh, for all of you. Yeah, and it was Jesus. great. So we got a refund from the other place, which we're going to put towards a, a holiday later in the year or whatever. But um, now it wasn't as nice as the place we stayed in at yeah. the uh, beach last year. But um, it was still nice and they had a swimming pool and there was kind of an entertainment Lovely. place. And we just did what we do, which is kind of in and out with the kids to the playground and then a drunken scrabble tournament at night. That's kind of fun. That's kind <laughs> of... kazoos this time? <laughs> no, we never got to that level of drunkenness. Uh, although, <laughs> to be fair, the second night poor old Di was like taking the scores with the scrabble with one eye, you know, <laughs> leathered. And we're having to go back and sort of double check, you know, her yeah, scores yeah. from the last Not the score. most reliable score she No, <laughs> but you know what? I won that one, so I wasn't complaining anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, nah, it was good. It was good. Um, but as I say, it was very rainy, very muddy. Um, and the lads had their new puppy. Well, he's not that new, actually. He's about six months old. Oh, I saw Cl- a picture. He's gorgeous. Clurin. Yeah. Oh, he's gorgeous. But of course, he was in and out to the woodland bathroom every now and again so there was like a there was a pool a pond in front of our um lodge thing that was more like a pool and there was ducks in it it so it was quite quite wet but um no it was lovely we had a great time so yeah that's it now for a while with the old uh, breaks away etc we are focused on selling our house should be on the market before the end of the week now and all Go. Missing my very good friend Lisa T's 40th birthday party this Friday and Aww. very sad not to be making it. Saturday, actually. Her and my friend Jill are having a kind of a um, joint, who is also a very good friend, a joint party to celebrate their 40th. Lisa's kind of the last in our gang to turn 40 and um, can't make it, unfortunately, with everything that's going on. But I will be making it up to her later in the year. Aww. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, Should we get kicked off? Michelle, kick away. Number one. One. I think the last podcast we probably made, I talked about this uh, protest rally that's coming up in Dublin. So I said I'd just give you a bit more detail on it uh, because so last week I was talking to my friends about Ashley Murphy again and I was sort of saying like, you know, big outpouring of grief and all that. And then the sort of story goes away, you know, and um one of the things that um, kind of came off the back of it was the National Women's Council decided that they were going to organise a protest. And it's not just in relation to ending violence against women, but that is one of the elements to it. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, mm. 
so it's taking place on Saturday the 5th of March which is Saturday week uh, the National Women's Council has organised a protest rally to bring together women from across Ireland on the key issues facing women today they say it is a crucial time for the government to listen to what women have to say women remain the carers in Ireland with minimal shift in our culture of care our childcare costs are among the highest in Europe and lone parents the majority of whom are women are most impacted by the housing crisis and are the group most at risk of deprivation. Meanwhile, we continue to battle the interference of the Catholic Church in our reproductive health care and the future of our new national maternity hospital. Violence against women is an epidemic. A strong and independent civil society is of vital importance to our democracy. The National Women's Council are mandated to represent the views of their members across Ireland to achieve true equality for women and girls. This this work involves bringing people together and working alongside government, but sometimes it also includes protest and calling out government in action. Here, here, We engage with government politicians every day and we have had numerous events every year in, in, in the National Women Council where, Women's Council where government ministers are opening the event and government TDs and senators were speaking on panels. This is one moment of protest and we hope all politicians, including those representing government parties, attend and hear what needs to change for women. So the march is taking place at 12pm outside the Dáil on Saturday, March 5th, call for political leadership and action on women's equality. Some of the people attending and who will speak include Patricia Keane of the Irish Congress of Trade Unions, Senator Eileen Flynn, She's the Nash, she's from the National Traveller Women's Forum. Sarah Benson from Women's Aid. Nolene Blackwell from Dublin Race Cri- Rape Crisis Centre. Jason Poole, brother of Jennifer Poole, who was murdered by her partner last year. Roisin oh, Shortall, who is a TD. Alva Smith, who is a feminist activist. And many, 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 many more, including TDs. Um, and the National Women's Council is the leading national representative organisation for women. It was set up in 1973. They have over 190 member groups and a large and growing community of individual supporters. So basically, the National Women's Council are kind of like a body that sort of represents women, as it were. And you can become a member, mm. I think, for about five. Okay. It's about five quid a month. And okay. as part of that, you get um, invited to various um, sessions that they run and things like that. Yeah. And you're basically involved in their decision making and you have input. your opinion yeah, and voice and exactly. all that stuff, yeah. And it's a it's a worthwhile body, you know, so um it's got to be paid for the people who run it, you know, they need to be paid and stuff like that. So yeah. um that's where the the fees go. So well worth it. But you can find out a lot more anyway about what they're all about and about the march and everything on their website. And they have a strategic plan, which we talked about before as well, called No Woman Left Behind. And that just talks about all those things, those significant issues that are in the offing at the moment and breaks your heart that it's 2022 and we are still dealing with all this shit. So time to protest. Yeah, there's been a lot of things actually, even since then in Ireland, like there was three weeks or four weeks there where every single, every third or fourth day I'd heard about a new woman after being, being attacked. attacked. It was really oh, bad. Yeah, yeah. It was sickening. Yeah. And it, it hasn't gone away. It's just, I don't know if they're reporting it less or what, but um, yeah, there was a girl in Cork and there was loads of other mad stories. Two girls in Cork actually. And uh, Jesus, and I have to say like still even now when I'm out and about on my own, I'm still way more alert mm-hmm. than I would have been before, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm glad that it's not going away and they're continuing to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's kind of exhausting, the whole thing. as well. It's the thing of where the media as well spend loads of time talking about it and make a big mm-hmm. thing of it. And then it falls off the radar. Something else comes along like a storm or <laughs> impending yeah. World War Three, <laughs> and they're oh, dealing with other things or whatever. So yeah. Um, we need to just not lose sight of it and remember that um, how upset and angry we're, 
when we heard about Ashling Murphy and all the mm. other things. So there you go. That was number one. Moving on, number two. Two. So number two this week. Um, I have a couple of things to talk about. Two completely different TV shows like could not be more different to each other. Uh, the first one is uh, Love is Blind. So I don't know if you probably wouldn't watch this. This is oh, your... sounds like trash <laughs> already. It, it's such trash. Oh my God. Is it dating in the dark on, type thing? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was oh, on God. first, I'd say 20. The time is a bloody, doesn't make any sense. Is it like COVID or before COVID? Um, I'd say 2020. This was out early 2020. So probably two mm. years ago. And um was the first season and it got massively popular because it's just mental. Basically, people go into these pods and they date each other with a sight unseen, as they call it, sight unseen. <laughs> and they talk to each other and they basically like some of them. There's, I think, 15 boys. and Is, 15 it, is it in the dark? Women. Sorry, can we just... They're not in the dark. They're in pods. So they're not in like these mini living rooms and there's like one wall that's still covered, but like it's thin. So you can talk to the other person Okay, so you can't see them, but you can chat, right? Okay, you can chat, you can hear their voice, all that stuff, and you're not really supposed to ask that many like physical things. Like this season now, like last season, I thought they were better at that. Like nobody really asked those kind of physical questions, but in this season, I mean, there was one fucking gobshite asking if we were at a concert, could I put you on my shoulders? Just because he was trying to figure out if the girl was like heavier or not. I mean, what a stupid question. Honestly, it was just terrible. But as it goes on, like like it's kind of like that. Those first four Mm. or five episodes are kind of people dating. And you kind of, of course, get a bit like, you know, emotionally invested invested in certain characters. Yeah. 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 Now they have to propose to each other before day 10 if they want it to go. Propose for marriage. 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 Yeah. So on day whatever Jeez. they can propose to each other, and then they fly off to Mexico. Now, obviously, it's not all fifteen couples. I think this time there was six that went off to Mexico um, as an engaged couple, and then they have to get married within four weeks. So the whole thing is four weeks, actually. I'm pretty sure like the pods are ten days. No, it mustn't be the pods ten days and a few now, days holidays, and then I think it's four weeks when they come back and they you... all live together. Can you still drop out in Mexico? Yeah, 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 yeah. People did, and a couple this time did, actually. They didn't in the first one, although a few of them definitely should have. taking my own expensive shizzle yeah, down to Mexico. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, some of them start to fall away and stuff, but it is such trash, but I have to say, like, highly addictive. And Netflix have done it well this time. They've released them slower. So they released, like, five the first week, five last week, and there's one or two left this week. And the ones that are left are the weddings. So they oh. have to go through with a wedding at the end of the four weeks and you see if they say yes like you know because obviously they still go to the altar some of them but they might not say yes and like some of these people are neurotic and messes God love them like to the point where I actually feel sorry for them that you know Mm. like Jesus Christ the way that they like pick an argument out of anything you know but it's total trash but oh my God is it I just think it's great TV I just think it's great it's just so like you become invested in them it's only 10 episodes the entire thing but uh, yeah a Netflix wonder I have to say (laughs) has has sure been watching it with you you did watch the first tree or tree with me Sunday two weeks ago. I think we were a bit hungover and we did blitz some of them and he was just more laughing at it than anything. Can I can I also make the point that do you see the way the major streaming platforms are finally catching up with how me and Stuart watch television one a week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
you gotta you gotta space it out. It's called uh, delayed gratification. Yes, you see? yeah, yeah, you, true. You uh, space it out. It's not that we're old fashioned. We just like, if, especially if we enjoy something, you kind of eke it out a bit. Yes, and, you know. Yeah. Now we wouldn't necessarily. Uh, put a whole week between things or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. Say, oh, we'll watch that in a Tuesday or anything like that. Yeah. But it's it's that eking it out thing. And actually, they've started doing that with a lot of stuff now. Where yeah. before it was like everything available now, whereas now you have to wait. Like ju- and just well, like, like that it, was one yeah. one a week, yeah. wasn't it? And um, there's a few um, like there's a few programs that I've watched for years that are still one a week that I really enjoy waiting for, like Grey's Anatomy mm. and Walking yep. Dead and a few more of those that I kind of look yep. forward to. Like I know Walking Dead's a Monday and I know we'll, like it comes out on a Sunday yep. night and we'll watch it mm-hmm. on a Monday night. The Gilded Age we're watching now, mm-hmm. the new kind of Downton thing, that's on a Monday night. And, and the Louis like Theroux and stuff like that, the documentaries yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too, but mm. the other thing then is, I won't talk about it much because it's definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, it's called... We are all dead. And it is a I feel Korean, like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a Korean TV show also on Netflix. And uh after Squid Game, of course, obviously a lot of people are now kind of investing and watching Korean TV because it's actually very good. And it's about basically zombies, but it's about a high school during like a zombie kind of attack kind of thing. And it kind of originates in the school and stuff. I really enjoyed it. It was brilliant. I love zombie things though, <laughs> but it was so good. Oh my God. It was like, it's like 11 episodes of pure zombie 11 gold. episodes, you yeah. mad thing. Oh my <laughs> God, brilliant. that is a massive commitment. But I'm a big like Walking Dead fan and stuff like that. I yeah. love zombie stuff, but um, brilliant. Very well done. It had everything you would like from that kind of apocalyptic kind of movie, which I really enjoy. And especially in COVID times, I really enjoyed them. But um, it's brilliant. So I know it's very niche. It's not for everybody. It's now, probably not for ninety nine percent of our listeners. But if anyone does like my, zombie things, <laughs> yeah, in my crowded viewing schedule, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to make room for that. Um, no, it's really but, good though. Really, really, yeah. really good. Like the first episode is very slow, but then it's and I was like, oh Christ, mm. I don't know if I can watch this because it's very like whiny teenage or stuff, you know. Yeah. But then when the zombie stuff kicks off in the last ten minutes of the first episode, you're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Bloody God, it's <laughs> a major. Uh, um, action. Um, the one thing I was going to talk to you about very briefly as well is we watched The Power of the Dog, which is an Oscar nominated oh, film. Yeah. It's on Netflix, actually. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and oh my, Kirsten Dunst. And yeah, I don't remember yeah. It's a the western y kind of thing, is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so at the weekend, I was like, right, that'll do. And straight away with these films, I get a bad feeling and I'm like, oh, no, this could be really negative. And it's like two brothers who are ranchers, but they're very educated, which is strange. Like, how often do we see educated cowboys, right? They've been to Mm. university, you know, and they you get a little bit of their background or whatever, but they're well to do, whatever. And then one of them sparks up a relationship with the a local woman whose husband killed himself and mm-hmm. he's and she's got a, a teenage son who's a little bit effeminate you know and pale and kind of quiet and um mm-hmm. you know an easy kind of target right and basically it's the story of those two getting together and then the brother not being happy about it right mm-hmm. um and he sort of starts bullying them as it were so I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be really heavy and really depressing and all that. But actually, so it's a very cleverly done film. Like, I feel like on a different level to Belfast, which is another Oscar nominated film, which was so simple and straightforward and there was nothing yeah. underhanded or manipulative or subconscious or anything very clever going on. It was just a story. Whereas this film is like you're kind of 
intently watching it and being like, what is going on here? What is going to happen? Is he this? Is she that? What is, you know, you're constantly like thinking about it and it's got a fantastic twist to it and really enjoyed it, even though I was kind of on the edge of my seat for the whole thing in an anxious way, which isn't always enjoyable, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, But really enjoyed it. It was very different. Recommend. And Benedict Cumberbatch is, he's unreal. He's unreal. Imagine real life. Everyone's like, he's so different. (laughs) He's so different in this to anything I've seen him in before. His accent is brilliant. No, he's complete asshole in it. But he just does the part so well. Like it's like he could be a different person. It's Mm. unbelievable. So um, yeah, it's not easy going. It's not popcorn and you know Mm. easy watch on a, a Friday night or whatever. You kind of have to prepare yourself for it, but it's worth it. Yeah. Brilliant. Very interesting. Yeehaw. That's our TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving along. Number three. Three. So, I saw a trailer for a new TV series, just to extend the TV bit a little bit, f- mm. called Holding. Have you heard about this? No. It's based on Graham oh. Norton's debut novel. Oh, yeah. Same name. It looks good, actually. I think it looks yeah. good, yeah. Great lineup. has got uh, Siobhan McSweeney, um, Pauline McLean, and today's Fox. Ashling, Br- Ashling. Oh, oh, sorry. Brenda Fricker. Brenda oh, Fricker. no. Is it going to- <laughs> <laughs> I think Ashling Bay is in it as well, isn't she? Is she? A few more. I don't know. Yeah, like Charlene, of- that girl that was in Pure Mule years ago, Charlene something. Oh, she that's got a really thick accent. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was filmed around West Cork, like Dream League around down there. Yeah, it looks um, yes. So Graham Norton giving back to the people of Cork, huh? Um, but anyway, yeah, Brenda Fricker, she was born in Dublin. Her mother, Bina Murphy, uh, was a teacher at Stratford College and her father, Desmond Frederick Fricker, served in the Department of Agriculture and was Fred Desmond, an, a broadcaster with RTE and a journalist for the Irish Times. Before becoming an actress, Fricker was assistant to the art editor of the Irish Times with hopes of becoming a reporter. At age 19, she became an actress by chance. Her feature film career began with a small, uncredited part in the 1964 film of Human Bondage, based on a 1915 novel by W. Somerset Maugham. She also appeared in Tolka Row which you may have heard of from years mm. gone by. It was Ireland's first soap opera. Uh, one of Fricker's first TV roles, and this is gas, one of Fricker's first TV roles was staff nurse Maloney in Coronation Street, debuting oh, wow. on the 10th of January 1977. Her character attended the birth of Tracy mm. Barlow. Oh, hilarious. Wow, on 20, I never knew that. of January 1977. Fricker came to wider public attention in the UK in another nursing role later in her career as Megan Roach in the BBC One television series Casualty. Fricker bowed out as Megan in December 1990 after playing the character in 65 episodes because she believed her character had started off with a wonderful sense of humour but lost it all and she, all she seemed to do was push a trolley around and offer tea and sympathy like the good Irish nurse. Um... So in her film career then, she found international acclaim after she won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in 1990 for her performance as, of course, Christy Brown's mother in My Left Foot. In her acceptance speech, she thanked Christy Brown just for being alive and also dedicated the Oscar to Mrs. Brown, saying anybody who gives birth 22 times deserves one of these. God help her. My God. For her performance. Brenda was also nominated for a Golden Globe and she won the Los Angeles Film Critics Association Award for Best Supporting Actress as well. She rejoined My left foot writer and director Jim Sheridan to make the 1990 film The Field alongside Richard Harris as as the Bull McCabe 
Um, she was Maggie McCabe, his wife. Um, she continued her television work during this period, also starring the Australian produced short series Brides of Christ, which was an absolute. Oh my gosh. I swear <laughs> it was. I actually remember I was only 10 and it was a revelation, the Brides of Christ. It was, I remember them talking about it on RT and I was only 10, like it was, because it was to do with a convent and stuff based in Australia, but there was loads of sex in it, you know, and it was like Mm. this church and, oh, it was controversial. Um, uh, Anyway, sorry, back to this. Um, Sounds mental. (laughs) Sorry, the Brides of Christ, like those are 90s. Oh yeah, totally. And I'm sure there's some... Old Home and Away stars in it as well. So check it out, lads. 1991. <laughs> uh, buoyed by her Oscar win, Fricker went on to appear in several high profile Hollywood films. Most most notably, 1992's Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, as the Central Park Pigeon Lady. In 1993, she portrayed Mai McKenzie, the Weekly World News obsessed Scottish mother of Mike Myers uh, in So I Married an Ex Murderer. Uh, she also appeared in Veronica Guerin, Inside I'm Dancing, and How About You? Um, she did loads. She's, there's just loads of um, of her films uh, referenced here and the awards she was up for. Uh, in this year, she joined the cast of TV adaptation of Holding based on the book of the same name by Graham Norton. This marks her first major on-screen role in six years. She lives in the Liberties in Dublin and she was previously married to director Barry Davies. She says that her loves include her pet dogs, drinking Guinness, reading poetry and playing snooker. She once stated that she had taken on a whole the whole crew of My Left Foot. I played against 17 of them and beat them all, she said. In 2012, Fricker said, of all the films I've made, only three do I remember where I felt I'd moved forward as an actress. Cloudburst, My Left Foot and The Field. Uh, she was on with Tommy Tiernan last year. I don't know if you saw that interview. Um, it was an amazing interview. She was very, yeah. for the first half of it, she was very serious and somber and they talked about her mental health and her life and she said uh, I live in a very quiet a very quiet life well under the radar and I drive a tiny car I own a cottage that's about it uh, talking to the wall quite a bit talking to the dog writing poetry reading books watching television nothing different than anybody else except being alone so much can make you talk to the wall a bit more than most people she said she also spoke about her need for medication and the time she spent in St. Patrick's Hospital in Dublin um, she said it was very difficult, but there was a wonderful doctor there who saved my life. He was brilliant. He got me through the he got me through the mire. Um, but then she went on to talk about, and I swear she physically changed when she started talking about some of her Hollywood stories. So there was um lovely moments of levity and humor uh, when she recalled a hilarious anecdote about how much um, Al Pacino was worried in the backstage that he'd not win the Oscar they were backstage together before it was announced oh, and uh, it was fab yeah like where she was cool cam and collected because she never thought she'd win it you know mm. um, but it's worth watching back if you haven't seen it she's wonderful she's you know um, sh- she's just worth being on Fox of the Week for her skill ability but her honesty and her humanity mm. and uh, more power to you Brenda and I hope she gets a few more gigs out of this holding thing <laughs> if she's wanting to work yeah. you know yeah. Uh, she's always she comes across very warm in everything she does. I yeah. think, like even depending on the character, she just has this kind of warmth about her in most of those things. Even in like Home Alone and all that, like yeah, nice, yeah, yeah. cool, cool woman, cool Hmm. So. Box of the week, Brenda Fricker. Over to you, Nick. Number four. Four. 
Now before this week, so this is something that I thought was back up and running, but actually it doesn't seem to be back up and running yet because of COVID, but seeing as we're all getting rid of most of the restrictions apparently in the next few weeks, which is mm. mental altogether, mm-hmm. I think this will come back up and running because it's definitely running in other countries still. But it applies to the UK and Ireland. But I don't know if I ever told you about this before. One of the girls told me about it years ago. Is First Table. Did I ever tell you about it? First Table. First Table. So they have it in the UK, Ireland, all that. So you just put in First Table and you'll find there's a .ie.co.uk for the UK. And what it is, is you buy the first table in a restaurant. So basically it's usually like five, half five, four, half four, something like that, right? You reserve that table. You pay six euro for that table. You can only have two people, three people or four people. And you get 50% off your food bill. Whoa. Yeah. So no drink. Drink is full price. But um, before COVID, last time I used it was literally February 2020. Um, me and Emma used it to go to the lovely Raven in Cork. In 20, 2020. No, 2020. Yeah, it's what you're Yeah. yeah. Um, so last time I used it was about this time two years ago, I'd say. But um it is due to come back. I was reading about it today and stuff. And they have mm. it in Edinburgh too, loads of big restaurants. So like, it's not just kind of crappy restaurants. It's really nice restaurants. Mm. And I suppose at the moment, they can't really do it, I suppose, because they're just getting back on their feet. But it's something to watch in the next couple of months because mm. they are talking about it coming back. And it's across lots of different countries. It's in every city. So like it's in Cork and Dublin and Galway. Like it was only Cork and Dublin initially. And now it's like Galway, Limerick, everywhere in Ireland. It's mm. in Edinburgh. I checked it for you. And mm. yeah, we used it a good few times back in late 2019, early 2020. And like I said, you book your table now. It's you only can book a week in advance. That's the only thing. So like I could only book now till next Monday, but I could mm. book any day this week or next Monday if there was a table there. Mm. You buy your table and then you go in and it's booked. on. So they know already that like you booked it on the first table. So 50% off your food bill. So that is great. And it's I usually that kind of time of the day, is it? Sort of mm, early It's the evening. first kind of dinner table that often they wouldn't sell. So it's an incentive to sell that table. Early tables. Yeah. Exactly. Especially in pubs mm. and stuff like that, you know, it might not be big for dinner at like half four or five o'clock. But we did it a few times in the Raven and stuff in Quark and it was gorgeous. And even like the corn store. Really Quark, good to do it in like kind of expensive places that you can. Yeah. And is it yeah. a la carte still? It's not a special yeah, menu yeah, or anything? Yeah, everything. No, no, everything wow. on the menu. It's mad. So I can't try wow. to think wherever, where else we did it, but we definitely did it in the Rave in a good See, that's the times. thing about, like, you you go places and they have early birds, but usually the menus are shite, you know, and it's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. But the mm. 50% off is unreal. I think, oh, geez, I remember us eating, like, Kings, to be honest with you. Mm. <laughs> and then, like, you kind of don't mind spending more on, like, a nice margarita or something then instead because you're getting your yeah. half-price food, you know. Um, yeah. But... A bit disappointed because I thought it was back up and running. But when I was reading more about it, you know, it's like, look, in January, they posted that it was coming back soon because the restrictions had just been released then, you know. And obviously with the restrictions and only tables till 8 o'clock, this was never going to be back. But now mm. that things are open late again, it looks like it is coming back. And it's mad how it works, but it works. It, they did it for years. Mm. It's been established for years. So it is a thing. So check it out. Um, even if you want to see the kind of restaurants and stuff that are on there for your locality, I think mm-hmm. you can sign up. I think I had to sign up with Facebook, if I remember, or you can mm-hmm. just use an email address and password. Uh, and then you get obviously your reservation and all that jazz. But you can see like all the nice restaurants near you that do it. Now, they all say we'll be back soon at the moment. But if you click into any of them, you can see reviews and things like that. And some people obviously will tell you that maybe it wasn't great or whatever. But um, yeah, like a lot of the reviews here are 2020, so it hasn't 
been back yep. up and running properly yet. But mm-hmm. thought it was a handy little tip to share people to keep oh my an eye gosh, on it. I and can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. When I see it's back up and running, I'll tell you. So I'll keep an eye on it myself. So it's see. not a wasted, uh, <laughs> so it's not a wasted piece <laughs> this week. But I promise when it's up and running, you'll all be thanking me. I was kind of nearly half afraid to tell people, but oh, we discovered it first. And it was like, well, those tables that we got. I need to keep this to myself. <laughs> How many times did you do it? Like, I think we did it like four or five times. A good you few never times. bloody told me. Yeah. I think because we were in Cork and it wasn't yeah. in Cork, you know, in Clarny, but yeah. um, Stephanie Edinburgh anyway, I checked it as well. So. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. First table. Okay. And finally, number five. Five. So this week, the big news is Britney Spears will publish a tell-all memoir after landing a record-breaking book deal. Did oh, you hear this? No, Actually, just as an aside, you know who's... Memoirs coming out. Matt uh, Perry. Perry. <gasps> that's yes. gonna be good. I feel like that's I'm interested. Be good. Yeah, yeah, I'm interested awesome. definitely. I'd love to like hear his side of the story type thing in terms of what happened to him. You know, now it might all be yeah. bullshit, but um, well, I do love a memoir. I like him I have to though. Say. I actually do like mm. him, so I think it could be very mm. good. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, back to Britney. So uh, back in January, Britney Spears accused her estranged sister, Jamie Lynn, of selling a book at her expense. She was never around me that much 15 years ago. So why are we even talking about the that unless she wants to sell a book at my expense, she wrote on Twitter. Uh, it was also suggested in the interview that Jamie Lynn has opened up further about things that have been left unsaid between the two sisters in her memoir, Things I Should Have Said which was due for release a few days later. However, our Brit isn't one to take things lying down and has landed her own massive publishing deal for a memoir, which will explore her relationship with her family as well as giving fans behind the scenes access to her iconic music career. According to Variety, the book will feature Spears' accounts of her chart-topping music career private life and her fractured relationship with her family and is set to earn her $15 million in the process after months of bidding wars between publishers desperate to collaborate with her on it. I bet you Justin Timberlake is shaking in his boots. Um, um, Stop, sure. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, no, that stuff came terrible. out Terrible. Um, the deal is one of the biggest of all time behind the Obamas. One insider told the New York mm. Post, the Obamas reportedly netted $60 million uh, wow. from a deal with Penguin Random House for the rights to their individual memoirs in 2017. The announcement drew praise from Spears fans on social media. New York Times bestselling author Spears has a nice ring to it, one person wrote. Finally, a celebrity book I would buy. Uh, same. And especially because this will be the biggest chance that Britney has had to share her full story since her controversial 13-year conservatorship ended back in September 21. Um, yeah, so basically, blah, blah, blah. Britney tweeted <laughs> her 55.8 million followers. I know it may sound like a silly thing to most people, but I wrote a lot of my songs and my sister was the baby. She never had to work for anything. Everything was always given to her. She also uploaded several pages from her phone notes to make her feelings on the claims made against her in Jamie's book, Crystal Clear. So Google that, you'll see, or look at her um, Instagram and you'll see all this stuff where she's like ranting at her sister, which to be honest with you, is kind of boring. But... I'd still read the book. It's kind of horrible though. Like, why do they have to go after each other now? You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, but sure. Have they not been true enough? But anyway. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it'd be interesting as well to hear her thoughts on her mother because the mother seems to be like on the sideline the whole time. But you're like, what's Mm. that all about? You know, so there you go. That's music. Music Interesting. Interesting. Very good. I'm actually going to my first concert on Friday. Well, I'm going to Damien Dempsey. (laughs) Oh, great. I love Damien. 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 
and it was funny because we saw him last in October 2019. Just fair enough, we were massive fans. I've seen him loads of times. I love Timmy uh, Dempsey, yeah. Yeah, but that's, he was actually probably one of the last people I saw live as well in 2019. You know, it's weird. But um, yeah, I, geek. I love that. You My know, his song, um, Sing All Your hold Cares me. Away. He never, oh, yeah. he never sing, or Hold Me. He never sings that because mm. it's really yeah. singy. He, he doesn't does do it actually. at his concerts. You'd be surprised. He oh, didn't know. Like, I don't think he ever sang it. Any I saw him at because I was I like see, shouting yeah. for it, you know. But yeah. um, at the opera house once, he never did it. But last time we were in Cypress Avenue, he did it all right. Because I'd always be like half emotional. Oh, yeah. It. There were good uh, bouncy gigs as well. Where is it on? Uh, Cypress Avenue. So nice. looking forward to it. Yeah, proper I've got, gig. I've got a couple Can't of gigs wait. now in April. But Mad. I've got Metronomy and K Tempest and uh, I've got uh, stuff later in the year as well. But yeah, pumped. Nice. Pumped. But yes, yeah, actual proper music in a venue and all that stuff. I know. Mm, if we don't Mad. get struck down by another variant before then. But fingers oh, crossed. Oh, stop it. <laughs> well, mine's only Friday, so I think I'm going <laughs> to have right. good luck. Right. I think I'll be all right. But I haven't <laughs> been to anything. Well, I we went to obviously Les Mis the other day, but it was masked and obviously team. But um you know, to actually be standing and having a drink and watching a gig. I'm so excited. It's mad. Yay. Uh, well, I am doing very little. Uh, I've been trying to catch up with friends and stuff recently because I feel like I haven't spoken to people properly in ages because that whole Christmas thing where I was supposed to see people and catch up with them yeah. didn't happen. Mm. Uh, so I might extend that into this weekend and trying not to drink a lot because I drank a lot there for a few weekends. And um, <laughs> yeah, just living my best life, hopefully, um, Living my best life? No, maybe not. Um, <laughs> hopefully just... Um, Living your most re- uh, trying to be uh, sober and... Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, all that stuff. Um, showing the house, hopefully, to yes. potential buyers. Come and buy our house. Three bed, beautiful, Mountcastle, Edinburgh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but the other good news I had was two of my podcasts have been nominated for awards. Hey, yeah. Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so you cut out. You did a little squeal. You cut out in the sound. Oh, sorry. I, I squealed. I squealed. Squeal. And I get to go down yeah. to uh, that London in April as well to um, an award ceremony. So that'll be exciting. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a nice gooner now for that. You're going to have to. Well, do you know what? It's not black tie, actually. I thought it was. It's kind of formal dress, but not black tie. So I'll see. Yeah, it'd be nice You're to get new, wouldn't it? Yeah, God, I haven't bought yeah, any yeah, yeah. clothes in so long. So that'd be nice. So yeah, and I get to meet up with some of my colleagues who I've never met before, which oh, is good. Wow, that's mad. Yeah, yeah, because we're on remote. Oh, and my God, I never told you about my new offices. Oh, I'll tell you about it next week. But um, <laughs> very excited. I have fancy new posh office in Edinburgh. So it's great. Ooh, one nice. Yeah. I better do this because she's a very loyal listener and has been since the start. Uh, <laughs> my beautiful friend Aoife got engaged last weekend to the wonderful Barra oh. on the beach. And it was very sweet. So oh. massive congrats to them. And she's also one of my lovely bridesmaids. So I'm very oh. much forward to celebrating Yay. with them. So yeah, great news. Yay for Aoife and Barra and their beautiful little children. Oh, my God, such a cute family. I'm delighted yeah. for them. Congratulations, delighted. guys. Yeah, so, we'd have oh, to get love and the love. Love and the love. Get a Chablis, Chablis organised <laughs> very soon. <laughs> yeah, so that's the crack. Okay, come back next Fabulous. week, people. Tell your friends. Thanks, everyone. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.